Hi, this is Kat from SDT Talk. If you're listening to this episode, it should be Sunday when this airs. And today I'm going to be interviewing Joe. So I'm going to give her a call right now through the app and let's start the interview. Hey girl. Hello. 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 Okay. So it is officially recording, but obviously I can like for the intro. Um, but just so you know that we are recording. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Fine. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So we'll just start. So this is the, I think this is going to be the second official episode. And so I'm here with Joe. And what is that? Like, what is the legal name or the name that you like to use for your business, miss? So my official business name is Joe Saucedo Aesthetics. Okay. And so I guess give me a little bit of like who you are, where you're located, what do you do, what do you specialize in? Yeah, so I am located in Tigard, specifically in Bull Mountain. I have a home-based studio. And awesome. I, I really specialize mostly in lashes, um, but I absolutely love to do facials. But it just seems like that's the more stable clientele is you know lashes it's really yeah it's really stable really profitable and so um that's just kind of like the area that I've grown in my business and I'm trying to kind of expand more towards like you know waxing services but just like facial waxing I don't really like doing the other kind Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah yeah I've definitely noticed I think with lashes what what keeps people coming back is like they have to do the fill you know back on (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this wind is seriously killing me every time there's like yeah a a gust of wind it'll just drop knock it out okay well for everyone listening we're having a windstorm so if this episode sounds a little choppy it's because we keep losing connections so just bear with with us please we're making it work yep we just keep calling each other back um (laughs) okay so what would you say are the pros and cons of opening your own studio um yeah because you know you create under your own terms you whatever you want to do you have all the decision making power Mm -hmm. um even what services you want to provide and uh one of the other things is independence you have a lot of freedom to make your own hours, you set your own work policies, your schedule, what kind of client you want to take on, who you don't want to work with. Like you can do all of those decisions as a solo, you know, esthetician. And also the financial benefits are in, like major because you're not yeah. having to share your earnings with anyone except for Uncle Sam. Right. You know, so yeah. you get to charge however you want. And so what would you say is the biggest, like, downside? Um, I think sometimes it could have high startup costs. Yes. And, you know, not everybody has, you know, a couple grand to, to buy all the equipment, buy all of the supplies. You know, sometimes you really got to start slow and small and eventually get to where you want to be. But that could be, you know, how that could be kind of like a downer for someone what do you think like if you had to estimate what do you think your startup cost was Mm, I would say about three grand okay 
That's not terrible. No. Yeah. I started small. Yeah. You know, because I didn't jump into getting, you know, the the super awesome studio somewhere nice. It was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do it from my home. Um, I have to save money for this baby. So I'm going to have to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, I just, I actually started off with my apartment and then we purchased a house, you know, with my partner. And I was very fortunate that we got a large enough house that had like a studio or mm-hmm. a a den office, whatever. And yeah. that's my business. I love that. Um, so what's been the hardest thing so far? Like about <sighs> all of it? I I get a lot of mom guilt. Oh, no. Yeah, I because I work so hard and I work very I'm an all in kind of girl. And yeah. There's also like an intense windstorm and I know the Starbucks by my house was like out of power. So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe that's messing with it, but. Oh, I better not mess with my Wi-Fi because. Right. I need that today. I know. Um, okay. So I think what I was saying was that like with lashes, I think the clientele is consistent because they need the fills, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And with like facials, even though you need Okay, so unfortunately, because of the windstorm, Joe and I are going to take a little break because the recording just isn't sounding that great. You guys are probably hearing it towards the end. The windstorm is really loud in the background um, and the the call, the app uh, recording keeps dropping. So we're going to take a little break. We rescheduled it to a later time in the day. Hopefully the wind will subside by then. Um, So just bear with us and hopefully we'll be back on in a matter of seconds. Are we on? We are on. Okay, let's okay. try this again. <laughs> One more time before oh I just give up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a quitter. You're, <laughs> we won't give up. Um, okay, so where we left off, where you were saying that you had, the hardest thing was that you had mom guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell me more about that? Yeah. Um. I'm just like a really, really hard worker and I don't know how not to do too much. You know what I mean? I put a lot on my plate a lot of the times. And so I'm just constantly busy either with clients or content production, or honestly, I'm also working on other projects. So that takes up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, my son is about to turn two and I feel like right now is the time where I can actually work that hard and he's not necessarily going to remember that portion of my startup, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I just love him so much. And it just breaks my heart that he goes to daycare and he's there all day. Like I mm-hmm. I literally take him at like seven 30 in the morning and I won't pick him up till five 30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm pretty strict with his, schedule and so it's his dad so we we put him to bed at seven so that means I'm only with him for like an hour and a half in the day Mm -hmm. and I just I don't want to be selfish and disrupt that just so that I could spend more time with him because he needs his rest because he wakes up early Mm -hmm. so I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of things and it just it really breaks my heart 
and I know yeah. he, I know he loves me and like, he's always looking for mommy and all of that. But throughout the day, sometimes I'll just like randomly be like, oh my God, I wonder what he's doing. Like, is he okay? Is he playing with the other kids? Like it just, sometimes it consumes me and I don't know. I just feel really guilty about it. I think that's something too that clients don't think about when they know show us is like, that's when I start feeling guilty or angry. It's like mm -hmm. so you, you chose to no show me because my time wasn't important for whatever reason. But, but this hour that I designated for you or reserved for you, I could be with my child, with my children right now. Yeah, exactly. Or when they're trying to like change, you know, their appointment time. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I can't make it right now. Can you please squeeze me in later in the afternoon? I'm like, no. I can't because that's literally the only little time I have left with my kid and I'm going to take it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I don't know. I just think they lose perspective that you're actually a human being and not just mm -hmm. a service provider. You have a yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you deal with, do you, you have kids, right? Yeah, I have three kids. I would say luckily my kids are older now, mm -hmm. um, but that was definitely in the beginning of just of them being little, regardless of my job, it was like, I feel like I never see my kids. And I kind of kept when the girls were really young, I stayed home with them because it was like, by the time I got my check and we paid for daycare and we did all that, it was like, well, why am I going to work just oh, to yeah. pay someone else to take care of my kids? And at the end of the day, I have no money anyways. So mm -hmm. I just stayed home. Yeah. Um, and then for, I mean, years, basically until COVID. So from when my girls were like two until COVID, they were like, gosh, eight, I think they're 10 and 11 now. So eight, I think, um, seven or eight. Yeah. My husband and I always just, he worked the night shift. I worked the day shift. And so that way we never had to pay for a sitter or anything. Cause it would have been like $3,000. And what's the point? Oh my gosh. <laughs> for three kids. It's yeah. Insane. I know. I we pay seventeen hundred for Luther and that's more than some people's rent. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it just makes sense for us because both my partner and I, we work a lot and we need him to be taken care of. And mm -hmm. I'm lucky that my mom is at home with us and you know, she helped me for like basically the first year and a half. Yeah, his life. So he got very lucky to stay with his tita and, you know, be taken mm -hmm. care of like a freaking king, honestly. And so right. <laughs> now it's like, oh, God, it, it, nobody's going to take care of your kid like you would or grandma would. Yeah. So that's kind of hard. It is hard. I mean, like right now, right before I like start the podcast again, I got a call from my um from my kid's school and my youngest one has a headache and wants me to come pick her up. And I'm Aww. just like, you know, a mommy has things to do right now. I'm going to try and come pick you up in a little bit, but you know, it does make you feel bad. Cause I know she's in the health room just waiting for me, but it's like, I have, you know, boom, boom, boom. I have a schedule today. And if I, if I just stop and go home, that whole schedule is ruined. And it's just, you know, like I had a client too that I just finished up with and she called me in the middle of a client. It's those are when it's really hard to balance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's definitely 10 times harder once you're a mom and you're doing this and you're mm -hmm. trying to grow in so many aspects of your career. Right. Uh, sometimes I really do feel like 
younger girls have a slight advantage when they're, you know, right out of high school and they're writing school and now they're lash artists and doing all these things. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot easier when you're not having to take care of another human being. So yeah. take advantage of that. Like, I'm seriously like if anybody has the opportunity to do this at a much younger age, go for it because it gets a little bit harder once you have a family. I'll say they have the advantage when it comes to time, but they don't have the advantage when it comes to knowledge and professionalism. That's true. That's true. I've gotten a lot of clients from other lash artists that were just not professional. Yes, me too. Um, For like for skincare and waxing. Um, Mm -hmm. People like to come to me for waxing, especially like more intimate areas because they feel comfortable. I, I am a mom. So for me, I'm just like, I have wiped so many butts and change so many diapers just <laughs> hop on up there yeah um, I don't care and like I'm just talking about whatever do to do as we're waxing and like makes them feel comfortable versus other people I've, I mean I've heard girls where they're like oh I waxed this client today and she smells so bad or this and that and I'm like that is so rude and disrespectful and you can think those things but do not say them especially in public where other people can hear you Absolutely. That's somebody's privacy, you know? Right. And like, what did you expect when you're waxing, you know, a butt? It's not going to smell like roses. And especially if they've typically they don't come straight out of the shower that you don't want them to. So I've noticed that the professionalism, because a lot of girls and guys, but a lot of girls in our industry come straight out of school. Mm-hmm. I think for me, if I had started right at, you know, 18 out of high school or 17, I graduated at 17, I would have been terrible. I would yeah. have been a brat. I don't, I would not have been ready. And I'm glad that I chose to do other things and come back to this because I can tell that I have such an advantage over people who are newer at this or don't have the same experience because of my professionalism and the types of jobs I've held in the past. And I, I feel that same way for you too. I can hear it just in your voice and how you speak, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like one of the things that a young esthetician maybe should do in the beginning is, is working for someone else because they'll learn professionalism, you know, mm-hmm. compliance, how to, yes. you know, proper just people skills. Yes. And you know, humble. And humbleness. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because that's... I don't know what it is, but it gets to their heads real quick when they're making that money. And it's oh, like, man. girl, it doesn't matter how good you are. You are still not like a goddess. Chill out. Right. Treat people with respect. And, you know, if they weren't for those clients, you wouldn't be where you're at. Exactly. And I've had a few people that I like, I think I reached out to one or two people um, this past week who I was interested in interviewing. I thought it'd be fun. And they've just either not responded to me or they've read it and not responded. And, and to me, it's like, obviously maybe they just didn't respond, but of course I'm going to take it not personal, but I'm going to think like, is this an ego thing? You know, that you're, I don't know how else to say it. Like you're too good or you don't need to you don't, I don't deserve a response. I think that's something to keep in mind is like, don't ghost people always respond to them in the industry. Even if it's somebody asking you a question, another lash artist or another esthetician, I'm always down to answer questions because no one is you, no one is me. So it's not like we're harboring some secrets that if you learn my secret, all of a sudden Joe's going to take all my clients. That's not going to happen. No, no. 
And honestly, all your clients go to you, girl, because they like you. Right. You are you and nobody else is going to be you. So the people that you acquire as a client, you know, it's because something about you they resonated with. And they're like, you Mm -hmm. know what? I like her. Yeah. So, you know, that's the way I see it. Nobody's competition. Everybody's going to acquire and attract the right clientele based off of their personality or something that just makes them unique, you know? Mm hmm. So then that goes really well into my next question of like, how do you market yourself? Like, how do you market you? Mm -hmm. I market myself as me. I literally, I stay super authentic to who I am. And if Mm -hmm. you meet me in person, it's literally the same people, like the same person that you see on social media. Like, I'm just like, you know, kind of bubbly, really happy. And I will talk to just about anybody like if you have a dog around the room I'm gonna be talking to that dog probably too. <laughs> like you know what I mean right <laughs> sometimes I just talk so much because I'm not really shy and yeah. so you know I just I feel like putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and just showing like the raw you sometimes or like hey you know I'm having a rough day today or just showing people the the human behind the brand is so important mm-hmm. to me. And so I did have a little bit of like social media marketing experience just from being like, <laughs> when I was younger, I was more like trying to do influencing and all of that. And so yeah. I, I acquired a little bit of a following on my personal account and I worked with a few brands like Forever 21. And so I just kind of knew how to present myself out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and so it it was really easy for me to transition into like the beauty business and marketing for that. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it. I absolutely enjoy it. I love it. I like to put the time and effort into it. And I'm really artistic as well. So I feel like it just goes hand in hand. It goes well with my personality. So I literally just market myself as me. I'm the brand. Yeah, I really like your reels and your videos. And I'm like... <laughs> I was going to ask you because I was Googling like how to make really cool reels. And I'm like, how is she doing this? And then I was like, you know what? Stupid me. I'll just ask her on the podcast. So what app are you using or how are you just really good at it? And you just figured it out. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was <laughs> it was, you know, trial and error. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, I just, you know, I was like, how are these people doing it? I did the same thing. You know, I was researching. And then Mm -hmm. I realized that your iPhone is the best tool that you can have. I did photography in high school and Mm -hmm. I do own a DSLR camera. So I did a lot of my photos, like, you know, my own brand photos with my camera. But Mm -hmm. those reels are shot with my iPhone. Yeah. And as long as you have really good lighting, just use your iPhone. It will do amazing things for you. And for editing, I use CapCut. Oh my gosh. CapCut is your best friend if you're trying to do reels. Because let's say you're not that good at like just clip, doing little clips and like putting them together. You're just, that's just not your thing. But you still need to Mm -hmm. do reels because it's it's important in this industry. Um, They have templates. Oh. They have templates that you can do. And boom, it's mm, amazing. Is that how you did what was that? The one is that how you did the video with you with the wings? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I loved that one. I was like, so pretty, it's like an angel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It has like different effects. Like, I mean, literally, you need to check out that CapCut app. It's amazing. Okay. It's like C A P C U T. 
Um, I think I paid for it, but you know what? It's it's worth it's it. It's an investment. It is so good. I love that. And yeah. also Lightroom, because if you're taking pictures of your clients, Mm -hmm. you got to know how to like correct the lighting. Cause a lot of the times, especially if you're at like a studio and you can't control the lighting, mm -hmm. you're going to have to correct that on Lightroom. So get okay. acquainted with Lightroom mobile. It's going to save your life as well. That's how I get all of my pictures to look like skin tone, like the skin tone to look really pretty mm -hmm. consistently. Yeah. So okay. yeah, Lightroom, uh, CapCut, and uh, what is the other one? And Canva. Oh yeah, I love Canva. Yeah, you need you need those three. They're just they're your holy grail. You gotta have them. Yeah, I pay for the Canva for sure. It's worth it. Mm hmm. Yep. So that's awesome. just what I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm gonna try CapCut. You're gonna see me post like 20 videos with me with like wings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them. Right. <laughs> CapCut should pay you now. Or do you they really have, should. Do you have any companies that sponsor you or that you're affiliate for? No, not not for anything in this industry. Um, I've had girls in like, you know, smaller brands reach out to me to be an, an ambassador for, you know, their lash supplies and stuff. But to tell you the truth, I don't have the time or the mental capacity to do any more content for somebody else other than my business and my other projects that I'm currently working on. Yeah, that makes so, sense. I was, you know, I'm really serious with them and really real. I'm like, hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. I, I feel very honored, but it would be a disservice to you if I took on this brand ambassador, whatever role, because I, I'm not going to provide you with quality content. And that's just not fair to either one. Yeah, no, I think that's a really fair and like professional way to say it and without them being offended or thinking that you're you know you just have an ego like it's doing them a disservice yeah to take I like that um okay so switching gears a little bit what do you think about Oregon's like aesthetics like the I don't know if you followed it because you've been licensed since 2020 but back like pre-2015 there was no advanced aesthetics you know mm-hmm and so what an esthetician could do was a lot different than what they're trying to say an esthetician can do now. And even those rules are still pending like legislation and further discussion. Do you follow along with any of that? I just, I guess I follow just the very basics. Um, yeah. If it's going to affect my, my business in terms of like what I, what currently like I provide those services that I provide, then yeah, like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, nobody wants to not be able to do a service because now you're not in, you know, it's not within your scope of practice. But mm -hmm. ultimately, I feel like the more flexible you are and the mm -hmm. more willing to work with what life throws at you, the better off you'll be. Like, I'm more of go with the flow when it comes to, you know, all those things. If, you know, Oregon says I can't do something, I'm like, okay, well, now that I can't do the service, what other service can I do that I'm going to mm -hmm. still make money out of? Because I'm not going to let that stop me from making my money. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. So how do you feel then? And I know this question wasn't on the list, but it just made me think of it. And you can totally be like, Kat, I'm not answering that. But mm -hmm. how do you feel about then, especially being a lash artist, people who work unlicensed but are certified, so think that they can then do lashes. I'm not a hater, but <laughs> I'm not a hater. So 
But this is the thing. When you become a licensed esthetician, they're going to teach you everything you need to know as far as like the law and mm -hmm. infection control and how to properly care for your client's lashes. Mm -hmm. um, a certification, there's, they're only going to teach you so much. Mm -hmm. it, they, they're going to give you one or two days and boom, there you go. Go off and do your lash things. Right. Right. But I feel like if somebody put in all that hard work to go to school, to study, took time away from their family or whatever it is, whatever situation it was, but they still made it happen and they paid thousands of dollars to get that license. Ultimately, mm -hmm. I, I honestly feel like it's a bit unfair for people to just be like, oh, you know, I'm going to just start charging people even though I'm not licensed in Oregon. It's illegal to do, you know, lashing or any other service if you're not licensed yeah. in Oregon. So it's like, yeah. I, I, I don't agree with it, but if you're just kind of trying to dip your toe in the water and see if you are going to like it, because, I mean, lashing is definitely not for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that you can get certified, try it out. You know, mm -hmm. don't charge people. Just try it out. Maybe just charge them for, like, the material, obviously. But, you know, see if you like it. And if you like it, then go get licensed. Mm -hmm. Don't just keep doing it that way. That's just my personal opinion. But absolutely no hate on anyone that's just certified. I just, you know. Yeah. That's just how I, I think. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, like you said, it's a disservice. But I think it's also a disservice to the client because I'm... Um, my understanding, you can't be, you can't have liability insurance without providing a license number. I know exactly. when I got my liability insurance, I couldn't get any, like the first thing they ask you is for your, your license number and proof of licensing. Um, and so my concern is if, if somebody is only certified, then they do not have insurance. They do not have liability coverage. And so if they injure a client, if they get product in the eye and the client goes blind or you know, whatever, God forbid, it's a disservice to that client who has nothing to rely on, nothing to lean back on because this person wasn't even supposed to be providing this service. That is my fear, but I also mm -hmm. come from the legal and insurance industry prior. So of course, that's like always on the top of my mind. Yeah, no. And you know, I think a lot of clients don't actually think about this. Um, and it's one of those things where educating people is so important. Um, mm -hmm. They they just see that the lash artist who's just certified is charging them probably like 60, 80 bucks less than what you are going to charge. They're like, well, screw that. I'm going to go get my lashes done with her. You know? Right. I'm like, okay, well, good luck. If you, Like you said, if you get injured, you know, it's on you, man. You're not going to have somebody to actually pay for your medical bills. Right. And maybe the reason that we are charging that price is because of the overhead where we have mm -hmm. to, like my insurance just renewed today and it was $250 that hit my account. And I was like, oopsie, forgot about that renewal, but that right there, I have to spread it across services, just that little amount, you know? Yeah. And it adds up with all the stuff that you have to get every year. Oh yeah. Yep. I have to renew my, my license and my facility license. I think this month and that's like five hundred dollars and I was like mm -hmm. oh no <laughs> you're like oh no yeah I'm not yeah, ready. Girl, no. <laughs> no I literally just had to get taxed for my car and I'm like what 190 yeah, yeah when did oh. oh man yeah I know a anything that you have to I mean life is expensive I'm sorry but you know life is expensive and we're trying to make a living so this this service anything that we provide is 
a luxury service. If you, yeah. I'm sorry, but if you cannot afford it, please don't just cheap out and get it somewhere else because it could cost you more money at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it could cost you your physical health, mm-hmm. which like, yeah, it's just scary. I mean, a lot of my clients have come to me with horror stories of getting burned from appeal or, you know, a lot of them saying that their eyelashes have been ruined, which I'm not a lash tech. I've never done lashes as far as like extensions. So I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to that, but I do hear that a lot. And I'm, I'm just like, that's, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where lack of education is just so detrimental to their health, you know, their natural lash health and yeah. their skin. And so that's why, like, for me, like, that's the number one thing I do with my clients when they first come to me is I educate them, especially my mm-hmm. lash um, clients, because they'll be like, yeah, you know, I want these lashes that are like, blah, 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 long. And I'm like, okay, well, let me take a look at your lash. And then I'm like, oh, no, honey. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I cannot do this for you in good conscience because one, you don't have the proper lash. Like it's not thick, it's not strong, and it's not going to be able to support the kind of lash that you're asking for. You know, they're coming to me asking me why their lash extensions are falling out so fast. I'm like, well, look at what you're, what, what they're putting on your lash. It's not appropriate for what kind of lash you have naturally. You know, and then the minute I educate them on that and then I change their whole, you know, style, maybe it's not as long as they wanted it, but they come back to me every three weeks with a ton of lashes left still. And they're like, wow, this retention, I've never had this. I was like, yeah, well, because we're using proper, you know, lash length on your lash. Right. So, you know, and I have other clients that are just like, whenever they look for any kind of service, they're like, Joe. I had one client that told me, she's like, it gave me Joe vibes. That lady gave me Joe vibes. And I knew that was going to be a good hairstylist. Oh, (laughs) I was like, oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to start using that. (laughs) Education, baby. Yep. So I know you mentioned you were working on some other stuff. So what projects are you currently working on that you can share with us? So the one project that I can share with you guys that I'm like super excited is our spring event it's called glow Um, we partner up with some of portland's top health wellness and beauty experts and it's going to be a luxury shopping and beauty event so there's going to also be lots of opportunities to you know network with people um we're going to have live music food um the first 25 people to go through the door are going to get complimentary drinks uh from forte that's our venue And we're going to have swag bags. It's going to be amazing. So I really hope to see a lot of people turn out and uh, we're going to have a giveaway too. So yeah, that's like kind of like my big project for now that I can speak on. Okay. Are there ticket costs for that? No, it's absolutely free. You just have to RSVP and I do have a link at the top of my page. It's in bio. So make sure if you're interested in attending, you RSVP and save your spot because it's going to be really fun. Yes. Everyone go RSVP for that event. I'm going to go do that right when we hang up and I will see everyone there too. Well, I have to check I'm the date. Wait, what date oh. did you say? Oh my God. How do we not say the date? How oh, did we not okay. say that? <laughs> it's going to be May 7 and it's from 12 to 3 p.m. Okay. Is that a Sunday? Oh girl. I don't even know. <laughs> 
spot. <laughs> I just blocked it out on my my calendar, but I I yeah, maybe it's a weekend. It's a week. Okay. It's on a it's weekend. A weekend. Yeah. Everyone go RSVP. I will I should be able to go. I don't think I've started booking into May. So I think we're good. Awesome. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you. I hope <laughs> but I hope that you book out till May. I hope I do too, but oh that's another day, another podcast where we're at with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, let's see. Where do you see yourself in five years? All right. Let's see. Well, I definitely see myself having multiple streams of income coming from all the different projects that I'm currently working on. Um, I think one being education. I love love educating people. I love helping them grow. And I think I'm really good at it. So that's where I really see myself growing my business towards more education um, in like a much larger scale. So I definitely see myself doing that and still, you know, taking on clients because I do love working with people. That's like, it just brings me so much joy. And most of all, I, I see myself having more time with my son. Oh, yeah. That's important. Yeah. So. Amazing. So I guess last question, what advice would you give to a new lash artist or esthetician wanting to open their own studio? Um, I would say don't feel pressure. Don't feel pressure to have to spend all this money on a studio that you can't afford. If you're going to be studio poor, don't do it, girl. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. You know, if you need to start slower and, you know, you have to have maybe one of your rooms in your house, as long as it's within, you know, policy and you're not breaking any laws, mm-hmm. last from home. If that's what you need to do to start, don't feel, you know, take your time. Everyone's in a different timeline and in a different, every time you see anybody on social media, you just don't know how long it took that girl to get that studio. So don't feel pressure to get it. Yeah. It does yeah. take time. So, and if it doesn't align with your current life situation, then it, then don't get it either, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would just say, don't feel pressure and take your time. You're going to get there. I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for speaking with me. Um, we are at the end. We didn't get cut off by the windstorm. We made it. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad. I was like, really? Like the whole time I'm looking outside my window, I'm like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. Like, going. Don't blow. Don't. <laughs> oh, geez. I know. Well, this was so fun. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Your episode will come out this Sunday. I can't remember what that date is, but this Sunday. So feel free to share it and let people know and come listen to you on this Sunday. Awesome. Okay. Looking forward to it. Thank you, girl. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye.